It is 2 p.m. Eastern on a Friday afternoon, the last Friday of 2023. And so that means, I know, it's it's time for another Kick-Ass Career Conversation. I'm Kim. I'm Louise. And we're joined by... Yay, Crystal! <laughs> I totally jumped the gun there. <laughs> Yay! So we are here today to have a wonderful conversation. We will introduce Crystal to the world in just a little bit, but let's start this week how we always start. Friends, what are we celebrating today? Oh, celebrations. Uh, I would like to be celebrating winter, but it's kind of the uh, season of the non-winter right now. It's so weird. Um, but I was out earlier today uh, walking and the hoarfrost that is just is coating everything is just um, so beautiful. Just really celebrating, for me anyways, uh, my downtime. Um, taking this week between Christmas and New Year's to just be um, very little planning or structure around my days. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun uh, having the people in my life uh, participating um, in that has been a joy. And so I'm celebrating that just just being in the moment and taking the time uh, before launching into a new year um, and a, all of those things, right, that come that come with that. So that's me. How about you, Crystal? What are you celebrating? I didn't realize I was going to be celebrating. I thought that was over. Um, but <laughs> I think for me, I think if I was to say, I'd say I'm celebrating a commitment to myself. Um, and that's when I'm going to be growing um, here in the next year. So I'm looking forward to talk about that. Ooh, um, so good. Yeah. So good. Um, I am celebrating that people love me even when I'm snarky. <laughs> I am, I'm going on a little bit over two weeks of having what we believe to be RSV, and I am just really glad that my family loves me because um, I was picking fights with all of them earlier today just because I'm just, I'm tired of being sick and tired. Like, it's just, it, it just weighs on me. So I am definitely celebrating them, and I love you all, and I'm really, really sorry that I'm such a pain in the ass today. That's a lot so, it sounds like you have a really safe space to just really be who you are. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And yeah. Because yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest. We're not always rays of sunshine in our worlds. Like, <laughs> I would really like to be most of the time, but there are times when it is quite the opposite. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe, but. Oh my goodness. Crystal, let's let the world know about your brilliance and what you're bringing to the table today, shall we? Okay. Let's do it. Excellent. And I know this is a surprise to you too. We were just talking about that. <laughs> so Crystal has been a lover of stationery since grade school. I, I have to just interject there for just a second and say that one of my favorite things when I was a kid was going to the stationery store, just the smell of walking into the stationery store and all the different colors and chat textures. So from that standpoint, 100% get that. Yeah. Books, paper, pa blah, blah, blah. Books, pencils, and paper opened up an amazing world of creation for her. Her first introduction to a day planner was in high school in 1989, and she has been hooked ever since. After high school, she jumped right into university thinking that her path would be in sport medicine, a way to bridge her desire for an active lifestyle, but veered into recreation marketing. 
And in the last 27 years, she embraced a strong sense of design and structure to create her own design studio, working with clients who impact the world in positive ways. While juggling all the balls that eventually included raising two kids, she used her design skills to develop a planning system that became her bridge between the benefits of digital with print. So happy that you're here, Crystal. Well, I'm really grateful to be here. So, yeah. So I, I love the part of your, your story, your bio there, where it talks about like the things that we loved as kids, right? Those things that really resonate with us and that, that connect us somehow. And it, often becomes a thread right through our through our professional lives anyways if we're if we're lucky enough to stay connected to the thread so tell tell me a little bit about like what that journey has been like for you through your career because sports medicine and a love of stationery and now you're launching uh, my life planners and and, and that entrepreneurship yeah. it sounds very different than what you thought you might be doing uh, yeah. I mean, I, if I cue back to the stationary, um, like, you know, like they say, um, vision's always better, you know, 2020 when you look back versus looking forward. It's very blurry for me, has always been blurry for me looking forward. But I think uh, it's the creativity element. I didn't really realize that I had in myself. Um, growing up, it was very, um, I think, you know, kind of blue collar type of work area. It was never higher kind of white collar work. So I never thought that for myself. So for me, I think um, the elevation was to do that kind of sport medicine type idea. Um, but kind of, you know, as far as the creativity and the love of planners, the, the kicker is I just love to be the capability to design and create my day. There's something about a day planner. You write it down. You're you're making an intention for your day. You're going to choose what you're going to do. No one else is going to choose that for you. So um, so yeah. So I, if I look back, that's where it kind of came from. Um, the creativity element. Like I literally pursued university. Um, I got a kinesiology degree, and while I was there, then I started getting into sports marketing and uh, just was able to just run off on my own and do some creativity design. Um, so I never went to school for design, but I did kind of learn through doing. It was going to a design conference in Chicago back in 2011, where I was surrounded by 4,000 other creative people. And I felt so, um, I guess there were heroes around me. So I didn't feel like I was worth anything around them. But that experience for me showed me that I was exactly where I needed to be. Those are the, they were all like me. More than half of those people were like me. They didn't go to school. They just learned by doing. And uh, yeah, so uh, as far as you know, the career and where I'm going, <laughs> it's been it's been it's been an, an adventure, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. So hearing about kind of being in that room with four thousand other people, that right? Yeah. That feel I know that feeling. It's it and and it, you do you even if you feel necess not necessarily worthy to be in the room with them, mm -hmm. there is something that and what I'm taking from what you said. Correct me if I'm wrong. It still lit you up. You were like, "This is where I belong." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I came back and people were like, "Did you go to a cult?" Like you <laughs> sound like you joined a cult when you came back. Well, design world, it can feel a little that way. But sometimes. <laughs> a little tricky. 
but yeah, like I got to actually connect with a lot of my heroes there. Um, and just how they would talk to me. They didn't look down on me in any capacity. It was just a real joy to be around them and, and talk about creativity and what that can mean. And I really realized for them, the difference between them and them and myself was that they had just done the work. They weren't any more special. So for me, it was like, ah, oh, I just got to do the work. So that was my eye-opening thing to say, okay, so well, what do I want to create? What do I want to do? Let's just do it. I don't need to wait for a client to tell me to work on a project so I can start doing it. What type of projects do I want to work on? Let's just start working on them. Yeah, being back in the driver's seat. Um, I think we get lost too, right? Because we we just, in, in our lives, especially growing up, I think we ha often have a very unless we're lucky, we have a very limited view of the the professions or like what adults do, right? Like uh, as we're like, right, exiting high school and and, and starting post-secondary or, or whatever that looks like, oftentimes it's like, oh, well, here's, here's the list of careers that I get to pick. Yeah. Let's just pick something that sounds, sounds as much like me as possible and we don't even know who we are at that age but we only we have a, such a small box often to choose from um until we get right until we have an opportunity to to step out and then to actually see something that we just never even imagined um no wonder that conference was kind of life-changing because you're able to kind of step out of the box and go like Oh, there's this whole other right um, place I get to pick my career from. This whole yeah, other exactly. that people do, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I guess kind of to back in on kind of the day planners thing. So as that, like I've been doing this for next year, it'll be 28 years, which is kind of insane. Um, before that, I did actually once I graduated, I stayed within the faculty, worked in the campus rec area, and then was brought into uh, a member, a high-end fitness membership downtown as a manager of the customer service and everything there. And the stress was insane. People were stressed out about towels and it would come home with me. And I was like, why am I feeling this stress about towels when I'm at home? You know, like it, it just didn't make sense. So that was for me the first step to disconnect from there. And I decided, Let's have kids because that's an excuse to get out of the workforce. Um, and up here we have a year maternity leave. So let's just, you know, kind of go with that. And then I never look back. Um, so that's when I really kind of decided to dive into what I wanted to do. And along that way, that's, you know, what opened me up was that design conference. And when I kind of thought about what it is that I wanted to kind of create and, and do, like for me, day to day, I was a huge Franklin cover, Covey planner person. That 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 was me. But and I would try. I tried the day to day. I like the full page day. And then, but then I liked the week because there was something about looking at the full week and just getting a sense of the week. I'm just more of a long term looker, not just a you know what's right in front of my face. But the tools, because they were dated, it was just like I felt like I couldn't use them. Like if I didn't use them in a day, it was a waste because you just can't use it. And then, so I, I tried the week, but then Saturday and Sunday got shafted on space. And as a freelancer, as a mom, as, you know, all of these different roles that I have, I have stuff to do on the weekends. And why shouldn't I be planning that as well? Even if it's the fun stuff, because I think that's almost even more important these days. 
So that's kind of what drove me to kind of create my own undated versions. And uh, so from there, I chose to, I loved it. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to make, I'm just going to go over a printer. I'm going to design them. And I'm going to print a whole bunch and I'll send them out as self-promotion pieces for my clients. And the feedback was amazing. Um, so it was, it's just like, I kind of think about, it. I've been doing this for like over 10 years. And just this last year, I finally got its own website. Like it's taken a while to really kind of commit because I have commitment. I don't know if you guys do but I have commitment issues. Um, because I know nothing is guaranteed in life. So for me, it's like, well, if I commit to that, I just know how much that will cost the risks. Um, but like I'm hitting that 50 mark of, of my life. I just hit that this year. And I'm like, I got the next half to go because I'm, I'm, I'm going till I'm 100. Like that, that's me. Um, <laughs> so how am I going to create my life kind of going forward? So um, I'm committing to this idea because I know it's a good idea. Um, it's not for everybody. And I don't think there is anything in the world that is for everybody. Um, but I built it for me and I'm finding those who align with that love it. So it's so interesting, Crystal. I was having this very conversation with a client of mine this morning. Um, she is, um, she's in the UX world. She does design for user experience. Um, she actually teaches people how to create design for user experience. And one of her bugaboos and what she's really leaning into in, in her own thought leadership out into the world is how tools are not designed for all of us. And right, just if we think about a planner as a tool, mm-hmm. Franklin Covey is, is one of the reasons why I decided planners were not for me because, right, and I tried a gazillion different ones. And my issue is, is they're not set up in the way yeah. that I want to approach my day, my week, my month, my year. Yeah. I don't want to put it into somebody else's format, right? Yeah. And so you've designed a tool which works for you and which does work for other people. Again, yeah. not everybody, but understanding no. that there's different tools for different people and being able to design, going back to this idea of design, to have yeah. the ability to design for a subset of the population and to make sure that multiple subsets of the population are being able to be seen and felt and experienced so that, right, so that we're seeing it ourselves. I mean, this goes across so much and uh, of what we do and gets into my world of like, take down the patriarchy, but like that's, it it really is. Cause it's like, if, if we don't have that freedom to design for ourselves, and so even the name that you gave it, my life, like that regaining of agency with how you're approaching your day. I want people to be the authors. Like I I love designing publications and books. So for me, it's like, you should be the author of your life. You're not a secondary character in someone else's. So don't let someone else write it for you. And that's sort of where, that's why when the title itself, when someone says the title, then they're saying it about themselves, right? It's my life. And I think that 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 really matters. So, um, like as far as if, if I was to kind of describe uh, the subset of people that do kind of connect with mm-hmm. it, um, the tool itself, like I don't add in all these goal planning worksheets. I don't do habit tracking. I don't do all these things that you feel like you should do. But 
there's a structure to it that a person can make it the way they need it to be. Like it can be worked and used in multiple ways, depending on one person's need. I love it. When I first started going, I would go to pop-ups and sell them. And I had a young woman come by. She's like, this is amazing. It's like a bullet journal, but easier. <laughs> you know, like it's that idea of creating a flexibility. And if you don't use it and you put it to the side, it's okay. It'll be there for you when you need it. So yeah, yeah that's sort of the yeah, that, that place of empowerment to use it how you need it, right? Because again, reclaiming that for yourself. One of the things that I loved on your application that you said um, for the podcast is that you love empowering people to live good lives that can only ripple out positive effects. Yes. Like, talk about that, is particularly in this context of what we're talking about right now. I would love to know about that. Um. I think, uh, first of all, like there's the core of what it is, and I kind of have a, a mission and vision for what they are that I kind of go by. It's all a, 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 the ability to find focus, to bring clarity, to actually live with intention and plan for wonder. And the kicker is, when I first created that, the plan for wonder was just an add-on. I was like, well, you could have some fun. Let's throw some fun in there, right? Because that was my mindset like 10 years ago. Because I was so focused on the, the grind culture of just keep doing it and being productive and doing more. But let's make sure I don't forget about life. But I think that was my muse nudging me because now that's actually my focus. It Because I think that's actually where things start is when you give yourself that space for wonder. And that starts, I think, with you. So when I think of the ripple, um, we're all those little stones. Like, I, I love metaphors. I don't know about you, but I love metaphors. Um, I love, uh, the idea of, uh, you know, either you're the stone or, Hey, how about this? You're the one throwing the stone into the pond and everyone else is throwing their stones into the pond. Right. So you have control about how, where, and what you're throwing and being respectful. And you can actually see the impact of those choices are impacted by others, but then you're also impacted by who you surround yourself, where you choose to throw your rocks in the pond, right? And who you're going to interact with. And when I look at the world, the world is struggling. Like, I think it's amplified. It's always been struggling <laughs> since humans came on board. It's been struggling. <laughs> um, but it's an impossible task for one person to kind of think. But when we have all this information coming at us, it's hard to not feel like we have to fix it but we can't fix the whole thing. But what we can do is choose that rock and where we're going to throw it. Mm -hmm. We have, and there's so much power in that because that is where change starts. Change starts from the bottom and up. And um, it's just learn. And there's another core word I use for myself uh, is a value is respect. And I just want the more people I find who respect themselves, they, are doing an amazing job of respecting the world around them because they do value who they are. Cause you can't value something unless you can value your own space, then you can value and respect those around you and, and kind of ripple out. Could kind of go down a rabbit hole with that conversation, but that's yeah. what started my ripple kind of comment. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I love, you said this earlier too, um, this ability to design and create, right? Like we are, um, Kim and I, we talk about this all the time, right? Like how much uh, in control we are of, of 
of our day, our week, our our month, our year, uh, who we surround ourselves with, how we show up. Like we are absolutely the driver um, all of the time. And we forget that sometimes, right? We get caught up in all kinds of of things that pull us away from from that. Um, But when we can remember that we are the ones in charge of designing and creating uh, what it is that we want to be putting out into the world, um, we are the people on the side of the pond, right? We are we are not just designing the rock that we're throwing into the pond. Like we're designing the whole thing. We are the artists. Then we get to create what the canvas looks like. How big is the pond? What does right? What does the shoreline look like? What color is the sky? What time of day is it? Where's the sun? Like all of those things, we are ultimately in control, and and we forget that um, often because we do get caught up in all of the other shoulds, right? All of these shoulds and the things that we um, we we carry with us it, it weighs us down, so we can't see what that is. Um, but I love that 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 reminder of how we are um, the designers and the creators, and it starts with a day. And that's what I that, I think that's what I love about this conversation, right? Because here you come from 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 this the planner aspect of it, and yeah. how, do, how how do we use a tool to help us, right? Remember not just the things that we need to do in a day, but to help us remember we are the designers and the creators uh, of what goes on in our lives. Yeah, totally. So pulling these threads, right? So the topic today that we that we gave is this idea of the ripple effect of living a good life. Yeah. And so we've kind of been talking around how we are the designers. We are the one choosing to throw whatever we're throwing, whether it's a well-designed rock or a little skipping pebble or whatever, whatever it is that we want to throw. Yeah. So in that choice, in that place of designer, how do we do that from this place of living a good life? Like what, what does that even mean? Uh, I, I I took the Oprah Eckhart Tolle book club years ago. I mean, I heard about that one. Um, but it's sort of the idea of, I'm even losing my thought here on it. That's okay. It happens. It happens. So that, that, that idea of we are designing, we are living our good life. Our, our I don't want to say our best life, but we're living a, what we okay. would deem a good life. There you go. Okay. So there we go. So ultimately, Eckhart says, Eckhart Tolle says that basically who we are is we are the eyes of the universe experiencing the world. So from that perspective, um, it's our job to experience the world and making choices on how you choose, like the fact that we can choose how we are going to experience the world. Do we want to experience the joy? Um, do we want to, you know, take on some challenges in life? Do we, you know, like, and, and when we do find that we're stuck and I think like life is a marathon and there's never a destination, like it's an ongoing marathon, you live and then you die. <laughs> That's kind of how it is. So kind of knowing that, <laughs> It's like, let's make the most of it. Have you seen those calendars where you can tick off the, like it's your full 100 years, you can tick off the days and then just be able to see all of those days that you have left. It makes you start to think like, I need to do something within this day. I can't just sleep through it. Um, yeah. So that, 
that's interesting because I, I'm going back to the conversation we had backstage before we came live. Okay. And we were talking about this idea of um, maybe um, e expecting the disappointment, right? There were, there, we were discussing some disappointments that had been had. So expecting the disappointment and therefore not being disappointed when, when in fact the disappointment comes. And so to, to kind of suss this idea out just a little further, if we are choosing how we experience the world, we understand that there are some relationships or some experiences that will probably leave us feeling less than stellar. To choose how we step into that or whether we step into that right. allows us to therefore um, be living this good life based on the, hey, I've made this choice. So it sounds like that place of empowerment is what leads to this good life is from what you were saying. Am I understanding that, like kind of that theory that you were bringing forward? You're like, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Can I be honest? Yeah. Life is imperfect. Yeah. Perfectly imperfect today. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so I'm going to roll with it. Um, that's what I say with my planners. I'm like, you look at stuff out there and everything is always the perfection. Mm -hmm. Like all of these, you know, it all looks perfect and everything in its place. You look at mine, it's like scratches and notes and rips and coffee marks because they're worksheets kind of for your life. And um, like as far as like living and being empowered is just it's that tactile element of taking control of your life. Mm -hmm. um, and be, when you do that, you can even take control of the, the joys. I mean, and even when you fail, like taking control of failure is so empowering. It's like, well, what do I do to fix it? Or it didn't work. So I'm just moving on. Like I didn't connect with this person. They're not my people. I wish, I wish them well but I'm not going to choose to include them in where I go forward. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I. No, I think you, because it, it is that place of, I mean, so often the things that, that people that I hear people craving lack of a better term right now is freedom control, right? Like those tend to be the two things that people want. They want more freedom, freedom, control and money and like money they think gives them freedom and control. Which is so yeah. Weird. It's a tool. It's a tool. Exactly. To make choices. Yeah. So when we really think about it, it's that idea of freedom to do what we want, be who we want, experience what we want, and that idea of control—that that sense that we are in control of what's actually happening in our lives—and that go ahead, Louise. That that idea of like yeah, like what do we control? When when you said empowerment, I think what I heard, I, I guess maybe what I embodied was the word intention. Mm -hmm. And that when we like to me, it's not how do I live a good life? It's like, how do I live an intentional life? How do I make sure that um, I am checking in and making sure my compass is pointing the way I expect it to point or I want it to point? Right. And it's the intentionality behind what it is that we're doing, the 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 way we live our values um, and how we put that out. But yeah, Kim, like when you were saying that 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 the good life, the empowerment, the the 
and 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 that's using all of the tools right mm-hmm. that are that are around us that that we have sharpening the things we need um filling up the toolbox all those things but it's doing it in with intention we talked about this last week too right but the intentionality of making a choice um in our careers or in our personal lives in a in a relationship with anyone but it, that's that's this i think that's for me what keeps the I don't know, keeps the boat moving or keeps the ripples rippling, whatever that is, right? It's the intentionality. Like, let's let's just pay attention. <laughs> I think if we paid attention, um, we would we would be living a, a, a good life. We would be living a life that is in more alignment with who we are. Yeah, because it's not just counting struggle. the hashtags. Yeah, it, it's actually seeing the coffee stains and the rips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like intentionally showing up, intentionally planning our day. Uh, I talk about this so much with my clients, right? About like how do you set yourself up for success? What is your intention today? What is what is where are you going to spend your time and your energy and your money? Those limiting resources that we have, right? Those things that flow in and out, and we we often are try to grab onto and hold onto. Like, how are we going to be spending that? Um, those resources that we have so that at the end of the day, we feel like we've lived a good life, a good day, a good hour. Right. And, and for me, that's that intentionality and a, and a, and a planner, whatever that is, or, or, or a intention or, or looking at your day or your next hour sometimes is all it is. Right. But we're doing it with intention. We're, we're waking up, right. We're, we're plugged back into our lives. Um, I want to kind of keep like the, the, the kicker to intention is, well, you, well, you, there's still steps before that because you actually have to know something. You have to make a choice to be intentional for. Um, and that's kind of based on, you know, your values um, where you like having the time and space to sit and actually think about what matters to me. What voices am I listening to? Like, what am I surrounding myself, which is an impacting how I look at the world and in the intentional aspect of listening to them and then making a choice of this is a good one or this is not one. I'm just going to, you know, turn that one off or avoid that one. Um, yeah. Like in, in intention is, is the aspect of everything. Like I keep thinking like focus, clarity, intention, and wonder. It's actually like a cycle. It's a system of itself. And like I said, I mean, the wonder is actually where, it's that space to actually think. I was I did a review of a book, uh, Stolen Focus, by Yohan Hari, and I was blown away by the one of the, the last chapters. He had met with a Google specialist guy, and he I didn't think about it, but he actually defined focus as layered. And I was like, what? It's not just sitting down and doing something. It's like the starlight of that vision, that goal, like where what direction you want to go is the first one, the starlight, that idea, and then. The second one is actually, which is actually the most important, is the daylight. If everything is lit up around you, you can see everything. So the clarity of finding and choosing what you are going to work on, what actually matters, what to let go of, what to purge, and then taking that information and then sitting down and focus to do it intentionally and actually make the efforts. Um, like I don't have answers. I just love learning and I love learning from other people. And, um, that's sort of my mission with the planners and, and creating content and sharing stuff. Um, what resonates with me 
sharing the content and then it will resonate differently with everybody, you know, in a different and unique way. So hearing those layers as you just outlined them is particularly fascinating to me right now. My, my focus for 2023 was intention, intentionality. So I, I approached everything through this lens of where am I being intentional? And, and is intentionality actually something that's taking part here? And so that was that allowed me to play with intentionality throughout the year in many different ways. And really just like where you put your energy. Like exactly. My energy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It allowed me to dive deeper into values in a way that I hadn't mm -hmm. in the past. I now call them something different. It's like this whole thing. As I moved into thinking about 2024, initially this, this concept of visibility came to me, but visibility as a word wasn't the right word. And I landed on the right word this past week and it's illumination. I know I hear the minions too, but it is, it's really about illuminating and it's that daylight that you're talking about. And so much of what I work on with my clients and in terms of, you know, homeworks that I work, it is about finding clarity. So clarity has always been a big part of who I am. And yet there's a, there's like a different feel to this type of clarity, that level of illumination. It's, it, I'm big on lighthouses, but it's that place of like really breaking through, not just so you can see your way forward, but so you can see what's around. It gives you a different space and it also allows you, allows others to be illuminated. So it's like a different type of ripple effect, yeah. right? Yeah. So I just, the way you were talking about those layers, I'm like, that's how it's playing out for me. How cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> wasn't my original idea, but I'll share it. Yeah. And that's the ripple, right? If you put an idea out there, someone's going to pick it up and then grab the rod and throw it down the way. Like and then it'll impact someone else that you wouldn't have necessarily impacted. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like that's, that's the empowerment you can have of if I live life in a way that matters to me, what is a good life? That's a role model to my kids. That's a role model to my clients. That's a role model to the person I meet at the grocery store and how I impact them. And then that's going to translate in subtle ways um, down the road. And that's how you change the world. I mean, one by one. Well, and each of those people, yourself included, gets to define what good means. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's what's so cool is that we get to, through our actions, through our existence, through our questions that we ask, through the ideas that we put into the world, that ripple becomes our definition of good, but we're not foisting that on anybody else. I'm not saying my definition of, of a good life is what anybody else needs to believe. It works for me. And by simply my existing within that, right, then that becomes something that you, you anybody, gets to now have modeled for them in a certain way. And now you get to redefine it and model it in your, ex in your community, in your world. And, and if you can respect people, like that's the thing, you can look at the world, look at strangers with kind eyes. You don't know what's going on in their lives. You don't know. It's like with my husband, he's terrible with driving in the cars. I'm like, I have my moments too, we all do. But I have to catch myself and say, they, I know I've had challenges in a day and I take it out on the roads. So you don't know what someone is dealing with if they react to you negatively or whatever. It's not about you. So if you respect that, 
and you respect your own space, um, that allows them to, you know, be who they are. And then you don't throw out negativity just because it does, you know, like there's, you don't see the world, you know, what the interaction was or whatever. So. In, unless you've been sick for three weeks and then you just throw out negativity. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> what, so I'm curious, what keeps folks from kind of leaning into this like life with intention or this life with a, like what keeps people from throwing rocks in the pond? They don't see the value in themselves. They don't see that they have the power to make change or the power to do. Um, they feel more like, like I said, like that sub character in a, in a book. They don't feel like they're the one making choices, um, which I think limits someone from being able to do more for themselves. I don't know. I just, I just want people in the world to really love themselves because then that means I can too. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people think they're living intentionally when they're not also. Yeah. I think because um, they're making plans, they're setting goals, right? We're, we're, like I said, the last Friday in 2023, if you're listening to this live, a lot of people are making resolutions or they're saying, I'm not making resolutions. And yet what they're doing is making resolutions just under a different name. Um, they think that that's intentional. And there is a level of doing things with intention that is happening, I think, for them. And I think that it's really easy to just do it in a very narrow, laser-focused way that doesn't actually allow them to be intentionally creating, intentionally building, intentionally connecting. Um, and they're out on LinkedIn. I know Heidi, who was on the show um, a couple months ago, says, if someone is just worried about basic they might not have the bandwidth to live intentionally. And so, yes, I, I would agree with that as well, is that depending on where we, where we feel our needs are being met, it does prevent us from feeling like we do have choice, feeling like we do have control or power. So I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons. I don't know, Louise, what, what do you think about, I mean, you threw out the question, but I'd love to know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. Um, I feel like, we sometimes confuse intentionality with shoulding. Like, so we're out there and we're doing because we feel like we should be. We should be doing this. We should be doing that. We should, we should, should, should. Um, and people think, oh, but I'm intentional because I'm shitty, right? Um, and that's not the case um, at all. We, we've, we've disconnected from who we are when we should on ourselves and we should on other people. Um, Heidi brings up a really good question, though, around like, if we're just trying to meet our basic needs, is there any space or capacity to live intentionally? And I, I believe that to be true, right? It is a, how we go about meeting our basic needs um, with, in, with intention. We can, we can still uh, live our values um, regardless of where we are um, on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, we we don't just live our values when our basic needs are met. When we're connected with who we are, we live our values every day, 
Um, and we have opportunity to do that in different ways, depending on right where we are socially, economically, financially, whatever that is. Um, we go about that differently. Um, and I've seen that all the time. I've seen people do that. The challenge of scarcity is it is hard to get out of that mindset because you're just in survival mode. Um, but maybe the underlying thing is understanding the value. Like they don't be when it's if you're in that mode, how do you go and see yourself as valuable when you feel like the world says you're valuable if you make an income, you're valuable if you're a productive member of society? Yeah, that's not a person, a person doesn't need capitalism to tell them that they're valuable. Um, and I think a lot of what I've been reading, um, rest is resistance. Mm -hmm. And the right. idea of we are divine humans, we are divine beings, we are parts of the universe experiencing the world. So, in and I think it's hard when you're in that scarcity mindset to to really kind of um, embrace that. Um, that's my kind of goal is trying to spread the word <laughs> that they do matter. But it's a big challenge. That is a huge challenge, and I don't have the answers but I can choose to make choices for myself that impact those around me in positive ways to show that they are valued. I think that takes us back to this idea of when we live by design, our design, right? Yeah. When we design whatever the thing is we're throwing into the pond, um, that we can do that from wherever, yeah. whatever our circumstances are, we can design our outlook, our view, who we are, who we want to be in the world. It's whether or not we believe we can do that. And that is, that is something that across the board of the individuals, the thousands of individuals that I've met in my lifetime, it doesn't, it doesn't judge, right? You, you can have whatever background you've had and still feel inadequate to be able to choose your own way forward. Um, so I think this idea of what we're talking about today, of taking that power back for ourselves, that agency is something that I know I, my wish is for all humans to, to truly embody that sense of agency where they do feel that they can design their own life and throw it in. And then that ripple effect happens because then we're in all the communities. We're in all the lifestyles. We're in all of those opportunities where people can show up and see themselves reflected back in those ripples. Yeah. And understanding showing up, you don't have to be perfect. Perfect <laughs> is the enemy of progress. And I, I recently I was with uh, Brene Brown, the idea of capacity What's your capacity? Like, how much capacity do I have for joy, or how much capacity do I have to give? Um, maybe I'm only at 10%. Well, if you're giving 10%, you're giving 100%, which to me is perfection, right? It's a different mindset thinking of of what you know what you have to offer. You, it, it's 100%, whatever you can, based on whatever capacity you have to share. Yeah. Well, and that capacity, that gauge changes. In, yeah. throughout our lives on our journey. Day to day. Yeah. And it's like the end of the year, this is the time to make goals. I'm like Every minute of every day is an opportunity to start fresh. Yeah. 
I'm a little annoyed, but yet that's kind of the industry I'm looking to be in, right? With the planning, it's the new year. But I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a rebel with, with a cause. <laughs> and I want to push back against that, right? Like I want to think, you know, there's never a wrong time or a right time to choose to do something or not to do something. You don't have to wait for the right moment. Yeah, well, definitely, uh, we are we are of the same mindset here. Um, we definitely talk about. I mean, Louise's beginning of her her fiscal year for her business is not January first. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we, we get to choose that even for ourselves. Um, what works for us? I have I I have four starts to the new year essentially because I start every quarter as though it were a new year, um, and I'm just continuing. That makes it a little bit more bite sized too, right? And manageable. <laughs> versus too much. I love that. Yeah. 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 I'm all about bite size, make it manageable, make it easy. Let's, let's, yep. Um, so that was a amazingly fast 45 minutes of my life. I don't know about the two of you. That has been a really fascinating conversation. Um, I'd love to know what our golden nuggets are. What are we taking away and, and putting in our pockets or throwing back into the pond to ripple out even further? <laughs> I love that. I think it just comes back to, you know, this whole idea for me of like, uh, we are the designers and the creators uh, of our, our hour, day, week, month, year, life, right? Like we, we really are. Um, and there are ways to manifest that, to bring that into our daily lives. And we, when we embody that, um, we become empowered to live a life that we intentionally want to live. I'm trying to throw all the words in there that we talked about. Today. I think it is going nuts. <laughs> Crystal, what's your nugget today? Oh, my, my memory is short, but I, I, the idea that, you know, Kim had shared about the, the quarterly restarts. I mean, sometimes having a schedule is always helpful, you know, some type of routine. Um, going with the cycles and it really kind of connects with the cycle of life, the seasons um, and kind of connecting with that. So yeah, that would be mine. Like one thing at a time, even if you just make one little thing happen, even forward. Well, that's ripples, right? Like it, like, ripples. like ripples happen one little wave at a time that goes out. Right. And so if we are thinking too far um, out here, well, we forget, like, it's just these, it's just little movements of water. Um, that, that's right. That grow. Yeah. Kim, what's your right. nugget? My nugget is um, kind of this blend of this conversation I had earlier today and, and what we did here is this idea that tools are not meant to fit everybody and that the more people who are designing their own tools and sharing them in their communities, in the world, however they want to share them, whatever those tools are for, that's how we grow, evolve, and, and up-level, uplift our lives so that we can live good lives on our terms. Yes. Right? We're not all meant to be using the same set of tools. And yet we're that that's like that's the message we've always had is well if you're not if those tools don't work for you there's there's something wrong with you and the reality is nothing's wrong with us we just need a different set of tools yeah yeah so that's Chris, what I, I, I offer yeah i offer if you sign up for the newsletter you actually get a download you can test you print them out you never have to buy anything just try them i mean they're structures and you can try them out so 
Well, and that's what I was just going to say is thank you for being one of those tool makers who oh. is, is cre who's out there actively creating tools for other people to try out and, and experience for themselves. Um, Crystal, where in the world can people find you if they want to download those or to connect with you in any other way? So it's mylifeplanners.ca. There's Wonderful. a dot com out there. That's not me. So that's it's not you. Planners, that's, you. <laughs> that's right. Great. Wonderful. Louise, where can people find us if they want us in the world? All the time. Every week. Here we are live uh, doing these uh, fabulous interviews with all kinds of fabulous guests. Um, you can also tune in to catch the replay on our YouTube channel uh, and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, you can also check us out at yourkickasscareer.com. Uh, and find all kinds of things. We've got uh, links to the podcast. We've got links into our community, um, our collective, uh, which we're going to talk, be talking about coming up in the new year uh, and what that looks like. But uh, please uh, have a have a look at our um, Kick-Ass Career Collective while you're there. Uh, and our events section coming up, we have a uh, January 11th, we have a micro meeting mini class um, about how to like, like, how do we get to the point? Um, when is a meeting a meeting and when is it a <laughs> seminar oh, or no. an <laughs> how do we do that? How do we claim back a little bit more of our time and get our message across in the most effective way? Uh, so join us there um, and also check out our series too. Uh, please join us next week, January 5th with Alan. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic conversation all about crafting success through that F word, failure. Yeah, we love that F word. Love it. Um, I love all the F words. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That is> me. <laughs> so uh, thank you everyone for joining us today. Crystal, it was so great to meet you uh, for this uh, North of the Border episode. Um, Two in uh, a row. You guys really stretched my brain today. I think I'm in holiday mode. <laughs> That's okay. Great, great conversation always. Yeah, it was filled with a lot of intention and, and that I think just felt really, really juicy and good today. So thank you, Crystal, for showing up. Thank you, everybody who was here live or who is checking out the replay. Um, we look forward to seeing you on a future episode. And Crystal, I look forward to seeing you at an upcoming event that I know that we attend at the same time. Yes, okay. <laughs> intentionally. Exactly. <laughs> All right, everyone. Take care. Bye for now. Bye, everyone. <laughs>